0: Stop. Take a second and think about the question that I'm about to ask you. Why is it that you fail at your goals? Hmm. In this episode, we're talking about the thing that holds every one of us back at some point in our lives. Accountability. I know it's a dirty word. Everybody hates it, but we're going to talk about it so stick around. All right, hey there. Welcome to episode 23 of The Everyday Marksman, a podcast where it's all about studying tactical skills for living a better and more adventurous life. Our website is everydaymarksman.co, and I'm your host, Matt Robertson. If you're new to the show, then welcome. I am glad you're here. Stick around to the end because I want to share some exciting news with you. Now, let's talk about the topic of the day. The idea of accountability has been on my mind a lot lately, and for a couple of reasons. You know, I've got a lot of personal goals that I'm working on, and one of those is fitness, and I keep falling off that bandwagon. And recently, I was trying to work one of our own marksman challenges, and I only got halfway through before. Life got in the way. And why is that happening? Well, it turns out that babies are selfish. (laughs) They want attention all of the time. They don't necessarily care if I get enough sleep. And they're perfectly okay with me not going to the gym. So, yeah, it's easy to fall off the goals. And I was thinking about how this was different when I was in the military. You know, I'm not going to say that the ICBM career field was some bastion of physical fitness. It wasn't. But as officers, we still had to maintain at least a base level of physical fitness or there were serious ramifications to our careers. And the same thing applied to our day jobs. I had to make sure I studied my procedures and studied my regulations so I could pass our rigorous testing and evaluation standards every month. If I didn't, then there were consequences. Most of the time, those consequences were professional. You didn't get the cushy job you wanted. You didn't get the training experience you've been asking for. You didn't get promoted. And there was another method that was really effective, and it was shame. Shame came from your peers, it could come from your superiors or your subordinates. But shame was a very effective tool as a consequence if you weren't meeting the standard. I know shame is a dirty word these days because we live in a culture that is all about not shaming anybody for anything whatsoever. Well, I don't believe in that. But since leaving the military, I'm not gonna lie, I don't feel that same pressure, at least not in the world outside of my day job. Nobody cares whether or not I go to the gym, Nobody's checking in to make sure that I'm practicing all my other skills. As long as I'm doing what I have to do day to day, nobody cares. There's just me. Well, and my wife. And she's great about throwing a little shame in the mix if I'm getting lazy. But this whole situation got me thinking about the idea of accountability and just how many of us actually lack it. So let's talk about that. Jocko Willing once wrote, "Don't expect to be motivated every day to get out there and make things happen. You won't be. Don't count on motivation. Count on discipline. You know, and this speaks to the reason I've been setting up so many Marksman challenges to be 30 days. Now, if you're new to the Everyday Marksman, uh, let's catch you up. A challenge is a way to get out there and actually do the stuff." That we're talking about. Think of them like tactical merit badges for grown men. Each one focuses on some particular aspect of living that more adventurous life. We've got them for building a survival fire and boiling water over it. We've got one for constructing emergency shelters. We've got many marksmanship challenges and several physical fitness challenges. And you can go back and do one at any time. And if you're interested, you can find these at everydaymarksman.co challenge. Now, in any case, we've had a few challenges that required consistent daily practice of something. And as of this recording, the most recent one required you to document an average of 10 minutes of dry fire practice per day for 30 days. And the first person in the marksman tribe to complete this was Alex. So shout out to Alex, by the way. <laughs> I asked him if there was anything in particular that kept him on track. And at first he said it was because he wanted the badge. He wanted that recognition, the reward. But as he kept doing it, the persistence turned into a sense of accomplishment. And Alex kept daily notes on his phone, which he shared with the community each day. Not doing that, he told me, would feel like failure. Now, why am I telling you this? At the end of the day, we make time for the things in our lives that are actually important to us. Whether that means getting to the gym versus sleeping in, or sticking to nutrition plan versus eating that piece of cake in the break room. Or maybe it's just getting in that 10 minutes of dry fire practice instead of wasting it on YouTube. So kudos to Alex for knocking out that challenge because not everybody did in the first month after posting it. That took discipline. And he felt internally like there would be a little bit of shame, even if it was shaming himself, if he didn't do it. So let's dig into this a little bit more. What so many of us lack is a clear voice echoing back our own priorities. And I'm not going to lie, I think that's by design, because our culture overall is making us weaker. And I wanna break this into three fundamental problems that I see. Number one is acceptance of weakness. Number two is a lack of immediate consequences. And number three is a normalcy bias. So let's break these down. We're gonna start with this tacit acceptance of weakness in our daily lives and our culture. I don't know if you know this, Uh, In 2017, the Pentagon put out a study that said 71% of 17 to 24-year-olds are ineligible to serve in the military. Now, Now, part of that is education requirements or criminal history, but a lot of it is because of obesity. People are too fat to serve, too fat to be effective fighters. And I can already hear in the back of my mind people saying, well, that's not fair. Not every job requires it. But that's the problem we have a cultural movement focused on air quoting body positivity which really has been co-opted to accept unhealthy habits and appearance now inversely we have a part of that culture that is also shaming people for actively trying to work on it because they aren't being body positive if this was really about accepting yourself it would mean you should be accepting your goals no matter how you're working on it, whether you're fat or skinny or working towards something, the goal would be that you are important regardless. But that's not what the movement says. And everything comes with a cost. In 2016, there was a study of grip strength conducted on college age men, and it showed that the average grip strength declined from 117 pounds in 1985 to 98 pounds in 2016. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but keep in mind that that's about on par with a 38-year-old woman in the same study. So we're saying that the average college-age male who's the ideal warfighter in 2016 had roughly the equivalent of grip strength of a 38-year-old woman. But our culture is obsessed with this idea of battling toxic masculinity and treats men as if they are defective women. And this is hurting our society. When we don't value things like strength and honor and competition and getting out there and making things happen, we're going to face problems. Now, if you're here listening to me, you probably already know this. And I'm going to bet that you already have some different goals in mind. So the first step to fixing this is finding people who are willing to hold you accountable to your goals, to pushing you to be stronger faster, and more capable, and then expect you to do the same for them in return. We need a tribe who can check in with us from time to time to make sure we're actually saying what we said we would do and call us out for it. That's why coaching is so effective. When you pay somebody to be your coach, you're paying them to hold you accountable on top of teaching you the right way to do things. Now, the next major problem I've seen is this lack of Of immediate consequences. Now, what do I mean by that? We live in a culture where TLDR isn't just a witty remark, but it's a way of life. People don't have attention spans like they used to. In fact, in another study in 2016, it showed that the average attention span shrank down from 12 seconds in the year 2000 to only 8.25 seconds by 2016. Eight and a quarter seconds. Now, in a funny article about this, it mentioned that the average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. So what we're saying is the average person in 2016 had a worse attention span than a goldfish. Everybody is only focusing on the short term. Long-form content, long-term planning, and strategic thinking are getting harder and harder to find. And it's not entirely your fault or my fault or anybody's fault. It's really a hyper-connected and hyper-stimulated culture that we live in. We've trained practically from the beginning to quickly switch from task to task rather than focus, or else we're going to fall behind. But there's been a terrible side effect to our short-term thinking. It's easy to see the immediate negative consequence of your actions. If you don't show up for work, you're going to get in trouble with the boss. If you eat rotten food, you're going to get sick. If you have some momentary loss of focus while you're driving and end up in an accident, that's immediate. You know you shouldn't have done that. So we're going to prioritize those short-term ideas and short-term goals that we know are impacting us right now. Unfortunately, that also means that as those short-term goals pile up, we push away the long-term goals thinking, well, there's going to be time. And it's more difficult to see the consequences when they don't come from months or years down the line. Is skipping today's training session really going to cost you tomorrow? No, not really. If I skip a workout today, then, well, maybe I'll make it up tomorrow. Maybe I'll catch up. You know, no big deal. If I skip going to the range, am I suddenly going to get killed in the streets? No. But that's the problem. You have to think in long term. The collective skipping of many training sessions, physical or marksmanship or otherwise, those add up. And those absolutely have an effect over time. It's like diabetes. If I eat that piece of delicious chocolate cake today, it's not going to bother me, other than maybe I'll get a sugar rush. But if I eat that chocolate cake once a week, twice a week, for a Couple years, congratulations, I've won diabetes. <laughs> you have to think about things like a bank account. You make deposits a little bit at a time so that in the end, you have a large pool of wealth. Whatever that wealth means to you, it could be a wealth of your health, or it could be finances, or it could be tactical skill. The point is that you have to add to your balance over time. Very rarely in life are you able to make giant deposits of something, except for maybe when you first learn it. But to get really good, to get really healthy, you have to work for it a little bit at a time. And the same is true in reverse. Every time you skip a workout, every time you ignore your practice, every piece of junk food you eat, that's withdrawing from that account. And you're not going to notice it right now. So it's easy to do. It's easy to build up that debt. And then you have to work that much harder to overcome it. And that is when it seems daunting. And that gets me to the third problem. You know, I saw a meme this week that made me chuckle a little bit. It was a picture of Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump sitting on that park bench, looking at the camera. And it said, just like that, everybody stopped making fun of preppers. And it made me think about how in the past, when I've talked about even preparing just a little bit for disasters or anything, a lot of people in my life had said, why would you do that? Are you paranoid? Well, nobody says that anymore. Now, normalcy bias is the tendency of people to assume that the way things are now and have been previously is the way they will continue to be into the future, even when the evidence right in front of them is contradicting it. For most people, it's a coping mechanism. In 2014, Gizmodo reported that 70% of the population in a disaster area will continue to behave like nothing is happening, even though they're in the midst of a disaster. They are refusing to accept that things are not normal. Another 10 to 15% is going to go into panic mode. Uh, If you know Jeff Cooper and the Marine Corps' color coding system, this is condition black. Things are are bad and they had no idea what to do about it. They've accepted that something bad is happening and they are unprepared and they panic. Now, both of these groups will hinder the efforts of the remaining percentage who operate normally. We'll call these people the prepared. Now, I don't think normalcy bias applies to just disasters. This bias towards thinking that what you've been doing has been okay so far, so let's keep doing it, is the result of short-term thinking. For example, take somebody who knows they should spend far more time in the gym getting their training on, but keeps putting it off in favor of short-term needs and goals. And then, without warning, they suddenly find themselves in an emergency situation. It could be an active shooter they have to get away from, or a fire they have to escape from on the stairwell, or it could be a car accident. Only in that moment, if they survive it, will the realization land that they should not have been putting off their training. It's the same for health emergencies, range time, and any other long-term pursuit that we think about. In the end, you don't get to choose the moment to act, the moment to shine. The moment is going to choose you, and you don't want to be caught unprepared mentally, physically, or without the appropriate skill set. And that is what accountability is for as much as I want to tell everyone that just get out there and keep practicing, make it a habit, build that discipline, I know that's not going to work. And it's not bad advice. It's good advice. But a lot of people don't work that way. We have short-term goals right now. I'm not saying that we should ignore our short-term needs. We have jobs to do. We have families. We have things that we care about. We have to do these things. So the Way to do this is to make sure that it stays higher on our priority list. And the best way I know how to do that is with a team, with a group of people who will unabashedly hold you accountable to your goals. And this requires trust. It requires an implicit understanding that you are all in it together, helping one another to the end. It's not about hurt feelings or belittlement. It's about commitment to improvement. And where do you find that? Now, if you have anyone in your life that can do this for you, that's great. And I don't just mean your significant other. It could be a coach or a trainer or a trusted friend, a battle buddy, a boss who cares about your whole person well-being. But not everyone has that. And I would wager most people don't have someone like that in their life anymore. And that's what I'd like to introduce you to something new here at the Everyday Marksman. If you've been listening for a while, you might remember that we had a forum on the site, and its purpose was simply to have a place to chit-chat and hang out with our buddies and talk about the challenges and articles that we're writing. Now, we shut it down a little while ago for a few reasons that really aren't important here, but I'd let everyone know that we were going to build something newer and better. And I'm happy to say that it's almost ready. So I want to take a moment and introduce the Marksman's Quarter. It's the next evolution of the Everyday Marksman community. It's a place where people looking to connect with a tribe can find real connections with folks just like you. It's a community built around taking action, about being accountable to a tribe and building real connections to real people. It's not just another gun board full of gun board problems. It's a living, breathing purpose-built place to help propel members towards their goals along the marksman's path. And as I record this at the beginning of March 2020, we're only a few weeks away from officially launching it. Now, we're only going to open our doors to the community once in a while. All right, It is not just open to the public. So if you want to get in, you need to get on the waiting list. So here's the deal. If you are looking for a tribe to help you conquer your goals, whether they're fitness related or marksmanship or anything else, then I invite you to come by the Everyday Marksman's website and sign up. You can find it at everydaymarksman.co forward slash community. If you do it now, you'll be one of the first people in the door. We've been doing a beta group in the background, making sure everything is working correctly, and we are really, really close. Now, don't worry, though. If you're listening to this after the initial launch, then you can still sign up for the waiting list and you'll get an invite as soon as the doors open again. I'm really excited for this one, guys, and I hope you come join me in the Marksman's Quarter. All right, now let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening today. If there is nothing else for you to take away, it should be this. You should not be relying solely on motivation and discipline to help you reach those goals, especially the ones that are harder to do. You need accountability, and that starts with other people who can help you get there. And if you're interested in joining our married band of marksmen, then come by everydaymarksmen.co forward slash community and sign up to join the Marksman's Quarter. All right, that is it for me this week. I am looking forward to next week's interview because I am talking to Jeff Gerwich, former Special Forces operator, competitive shooter, trainer, writer, and really cool guy. It was a fun interview, so I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. All right, guys, that's it for me. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next time.